Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The rooster for your morning. All the news you need to know. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. 36 degrees, mostly cloudy skies on this Tuesday, January 24th. I'm Deborah Valentine with your news, sports, business, traffic, and weather. Here's everything you need to know. The top five at five. My heart, first off, I just want to say on behalf of the community uh, how much our hearts are broken tonight. Seven dead as California mourns its second mass shooting in three days. A targeted gang-related shooting leaves two dead at an Iowa charter school. Connecticut's Governor Lamont announces gun control measures, including a statewide ban on open carrying. A police-involved deadly shooting in New Jersey. The long-awaited LIRR service to Grand Central Terminal, etc., start rolling. At least seven people were killed, one person critically injured Monday in shootings at two separate locations. This happened in a small coastal community in Central California, the state's second mass shooting in three days. The suspect here, identified as 67-year-old Chunli Zhao, was taken into custody more than two hours after these shootings in Half Moon Bay, according to the San Mateo County Sheriff Christina Corpus. Authorities believe Zhao acted alone. San Mateo County Supervisor is Ray Muller. My heart, first off, I just want to say on behalf of the community uh, how much our hearts are broken tonight. Uh, There were farm workers affected tonight. There were children on the scene at the incidents. Half Moon Vice Mayor Joaquin Jimenez. First of all, I want to extend my condolences to the families uh, that lost a loved one today and to bring my, uh, to offer the support to all the families and the farm workers that were affected, that were present at the location of the shooting. Yesterday afternoon, deputies were alerted to a shooting in an unincorporated area of San Mateo County, nearly 30 miles south of San Francisco. Deputies found four victims dead, one wounded upon arrival at the first location. And soon after, three more victims were found dead at a separate site. One shooting took place at a mushroom farm and another near a trucking facility approximately two miles from the farm. Two students were fatally shot Monday as well. This happened yesterday afternoon at a charter school. It's called Starts Right Here in Des Moines, Iowa, that is tailored for disadvantaged youth. Killed were an 18-year-old male and a 16-year-old male, according to police. An 18-year-old was arrested and faces two counts of murder. Two others are in custody. The suspect, 18-year-old Preston Walls, is charged with two counts of murder, one count of attempted murder, and one count of criminal gang participation. Des Moines Police Sergeant Paul Parizic said the shooting was targeted. The uh, initial call said that there were multiple people shot and injured. Um, First officers here did find three people with gunshot injury. Two of them uh, were in very critical condition. The officers at the scene did perform CPR until the medics were able to uh, get here and get them up to the hospital. Uh, Those two people, both students, are uh, dead now at the hospital. 
Police identified the wounded adult as the Starts Right Here program's founder, whose name is William Holmes, but he goes by Will Keeps. Keeps was shot but is said to be recovering. Connecticut Governor Ned Lamont announced a series of proposed gun laws on Monday. These reforms include a statewide proposed ban on open carrying expected to draw some strong opposition from gun rights supporters. Lamont and other officials said the legislation, which also includes new registration requirements for ghost guns and monthly limits on handgun purchases, is needed to help curb rising gun violence and crack down on illegal firearms around Connecticut. If you're going to go legally buy a gun... Don't buy dozens at one time. That you can't be up for nothing but bad news there. We're going to um, limit the bulk purchases as well. The governor's proposals include a ban on the currently legal open carrying of firearms while still allowing concealed carrying, limiting handgun purchases to one per month to try and discourage bulk purchases and illegal sales and spending an additional $2.5 million on community anti-violence programs. A deadly police-involved shooting in Deptford Township, New Jersey. The New Jersey Attorney General is investigating. That's a matter of routine in police-involved shootings. The incident in Deptford Township, Gloucester County, drew a massive police presence on Fox Run Road. This witness spoke to Philly ABC6. I just came out of a meeting, and then when I looked over, I seen a whole bunch of state troopers and Denver police surrounded the wooded area, and then all I heard was gunshots and shooting uh, shotguns and guns inside the wooded area. Authorities have not yet released any details about the 911 call that led to that deadly police-involved confrontation. Well, the long-awaited and long-delayed Grand Central Direct begins running this week. The MTA announced that the Long Island Railroad will begin its service to Grand Central Wednesday. The service will operate between Jamaica and Grand Central Madison. Service to Grand Central Madison was postponed due to delays in testing. Here's New York Governor Kathy Hochul. We were hit so hard during the pandemic, but to be able to have this new terminal open, the first major terminal like this in 67 years, This says that New York is exceptional. The direct link to Grand Central Terminal is expected to reduce LIRR travel time by some 40 minutes a day. Trains will operate between 6, 15 a.m. and 8 p.m. on weekdays, 7 a.m. to 11 p.m. on the weekends. Four members of the Oath Keepers convicted Monday of seditious conspiracy in connection with the January 6, 2021 Capitol riot. These convictions marking the second major trial of far-right extremists accused of plotting to forcibly keep President Donald Trump in power. The verdicts come weeks after a different jury convicted the group's leader, Stuart Rhodes, in the mob's attack that halted the certification of President Joe Biden's electoral college victory. Two defendants were convicted of seditious conspiracy against the United States for conspiring to oppose by force the peaceful transfer of presidential power. Those two defendants and the three other defendants were also convicted of obstructing the certification of the Electoral College vote. And various defendants were also convicted of different additional felony counts, ranging from conspiring to prevent members of Congress from discharging their duties, to interfering with law enforcement officers attempting to guard the Capitol during the attack, to tampering with relevant evidence after the fact. That's Attorney General, U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland there. The judge did not immediately set a date for sentencing. The judge denied prosecutors' bid to lock up the men while they await sentencing. 
finding them not to be a flight risk. They were ordered to remain in home detention with electric monitoring. Brandon Shea is the man who is credited with preventing a second mass shooting in California. He encountered suspected shooter, 72-year-old Yukan Trey, when he entered the front door of the Lilai Ballroom and Studio in Alhambra, California, 20 minutes after killing 11 people at a dance studio in Monterey Saturday. Something came over me. I realized I needed to get the weapon away from him. I needed to take this weapon, disarm him, or else everybody would have died. Shea spoke exclusively to Good Morning America, describing his struggle with the gunman. I needed to get the weapon away from him. I needed to take this weapon, disarm him, or else everybody would have died. When when I got the courage, I, I lunged at him with both my hands, grabbed the weapon, and we had a struggle. Eleven people killed in that shooting in Monterey. Trey was found dead of a self-inflicted gunshot wound to his head about 30 miles from the scene of Saturday's mass shooting. Less than one month into 2023, the U.S. has totaled 36 mass shootings, according to the Gun Violence Archive. Mass shootings are defined as an incident in which four or more victims are shot or killed. The vast majority of these shootings this year have occurred in the south in states like Texas, Florida, and Louisiana. Of course, the ones now in California. Retired FBI agent Catherine Schweit on some of the red flags to look out for. There are tons of of flags that we can look for. You know, individuals who are doing this kind of violence move on a trajectory towards that violence. They get the idea to do it. They then they plan and prepare. That's where we see these kids and these adults by their weapons, by their equipment, uh, surveil the area. Plus, they also leak this information to people. The Gun Violence Archive tracked more than 647 mass shootings in 2022 and 690 in 2021. At this time last year, the country had experienced 27 mass shootings. An Israeli group raising funds for Jewish extremists convicted in some of the country's most notorious hate crimes is collecting tax-exempt donations from Americans. Now, this according to findings by the Associated Press and the Israeli investigative platform Shomrim. The records in the case suggest that Israel's far right is gaining a new foothold in the United States. Now, the amount of money raised through a U.S. nonprofit is not known, but the Associated Press and Shamrim have documented the money trail from New Jersey to imprisoned Israeli radicals who include Prime Minister Yitzhak Rabin's assassin and people convicted in deadly attacks on Palestinians. This overseas fundraising arrangement has made it easier for the Israeli group Shalom Azarak to collect money from Americans who can make their contributions through the U.S. nonprofit with a credit card and claim a tax deduction. White House Press Secretary Jean Pierre insisted that President Joe Biden takes a classified information seriously on Monday. Her statement comes days after a fourth batch of documents with classified markings turned up during an FBI search of his home in Wilmington, Delaware. Fox News White House correspondent Peter Ducey asked if there is a precedent for people running for president after the FBI searched their sock drawer. Here's the lively exchange. Is there a precedent for people running for president after FBI agents searched their sock drawer? 
Say that one more time. Say that beginning is, part. Is there a precedent for people running for president after FBI it sounds like agents? You, it sounds like you already know that, that the answer to that question. Look, here's what I, I don't here's, know the answer to no, that question. Here's, here's, An here's, FBI here's, search of a president's residence is a big, big deal. Here's what the president's going to focus on. He's going to focus on continuing to deliver for the American people. That's his focus. That's what he focuses on every day. That's what he's been focusing on the last two years. Jean-Pierre also responded, adding that President Biden does intend to run for president again in 2024. Meanwhile, President Biden will travel to Baltimore and New York City next week to discuss projects funded by his bipartisan infrastructure law. His visit to New York City will include a speech on how funding from the law will go to the Hudson River Tunnel Project, which the White House says will improve reliability for the 200,000 passenger trips per day per weekday on Amtrak and New Jersey Transit. 77 WABC News Time, 515. Oh, Justin Ellis here with a look at sports. Well, thank you, Jeb. Just had some hockey action to get to last night. We'll start with the Rangers. They make the Florida Panthers their latest victim at the Garden, pummeling them 6-2 to two and filling up the box score with goals in each period. Mika Zibanejad lit the lamp twice for the Blue Shirts, including this power play clapper to give New York a first period lead. Fox with it. Panarin. That call courtesy of MSG Fox, VC Lafreniere, and Heedle also scored to go along with Igor Shosturkin's 33 stops in net as the Rangers look to keep it going in Toronto against the Maple Leafs tomorrow night. As for the Islanders, they ended up on the opposite side of the spectrum against the aforementioned Leafs, falling 5-2 in Toronto for their fifth straight loss. Anders Lee hogged all the action for the Owls, accounting for both the team's goals, but it was four second-period goals out of Toronto that ultimately spelled New York's doom. Here was head coach Lane Lambert following the loss. For whatever reason, our details uh, and our awareness cost us tonight, and you know we've got to we've got to just absolutely have to get past that and clean it up. They'll try and snap the skid tomorrow night in Ottawa against the Senators and looking ahead to local action tonight. you got a basketball game to look forward to at the Garden. The Cleveland Cavaliers will pay the Knicks a visit for a 7.30 p.m. tip-off. Here with the early news sports update, I'm Justin Ellick on 77 WABC. Well, a man's in custody after a car jumped a curb and then slammed into a woman in a produce market, then fled the scene. This all went down in Astoria, Queens. There's more to it, too, because... Witnesses said that the white Mercedes-Benz appeared to be trying to get away from unmarked law enforcement vehicles behind it. About 1.30 yesterday afternoon, the driver apprehended a short time later after crashing into a parked vehicle more than a mile away in Woodside. This man witnessed the whole thing. He spoke to ABC7. I see undercover cars chasing him, like two or three cars. So they went flow up to the black. But the guy was going mad fast. And uh, the New York Division of the DEA, the Drug Enforcement Administration, was assisting New York State Police in this ongoing drug and weapons investigation. Surveillance video from the United Brothers Fruit Market shows this Mercedes-Benz speeding along the sidewalk on 33rd Street as it approaches 30th Avenue. And the woman can be seen trying to run out of the way as the vehicle plows into the side of the store the victim expected to recover. Well, an Apple tracking device discovered under the hood of a marked patrol vehicle, an NYPD vehicle in Queens. A small tracking device connects to Apple's Find My Network. 
It was found on a police car on Sunday in a small plastic baggie. Here's what the AirTag actually does. The AirTag is a small button-shaped tracking device with a glossy white front made out of plastic that can be customized with an engraving so you can add emojis or text and a silver stainless steel backing. And in the response to this discovery of that AirTag underneath the police vehicle, NYPD Chief of Housing, Martine Matarasso reminded the department to be wary during their inspections of marked police vehicles, given the anti-police attacks all across the country. The vehicles are supposed to be inspected before and after officers' tours of duty. Apple announced last year that it was working with law enforcement to try and avoid unwanted tracking. Well, crime has prompted one bank in New York City to actually cut their hours at their ATM vestibules. 77 WABC's James Flippin has a story. Mayor Adams dismissing claims that the NYPD is conducting surveillance. The bank making this change due to an increase in criminal activity. In a tweet, Chase said several ATM vestibules will be closing at 5 or 6 o'clock each night to align with the specific branch hours. I think it's extremely inconvenient, and people in this area run 24 hours, so that wouldn't be my choice for a bank. There's a major safety concern with ATM usage in certain areas. Bank officials blaming vagrancy, saying people are sleeping and spending time there in what were previously 24-7 vestibules. It's unclear how many Chase ATMs are impacted. For Early News, I'm James Flippin. Well, there's some uh, COVID uh, testing 19 outrage after the largest urgent care center in New York and New Jersey actually blindsided thousands of uh, COVID patients who'd gotten testing. They actually received two-year-old bills for tests that should have been completely free. Back in May 2020, when lines for tests stretched for blocks, you remember, outside city MDs, that is when the then-Governor Andrew Cuomo promised there would be no cost for the COVID-19 testing. But... Dozens of people complained on social media for their bills as high as 300 bucks. The Better Business Bureau was flooded with complaints as well. And they, when they called City MD to dispute, they said they were put on hold for ever and ever. Seven on your side did an investigation. They found that the problem in these City MD bills, they never charge for COVID tests, but they did charge for office visits. And those bills remain pending. Outrage after it was discovered police were videotaping people at a Drake concert. 77 WABC's Noam Layden has a story. Mayor Adams dismissing claims that the NYPD is conducting surveillance after community officers were seen videotaping people leaving a Drake concert at the Apollo Theater over the weekend. If you go to everyday New Yorkers and you ask the question, NYPD was there, no incidents, real great environment. They would say two thumbs up. But concert goers took to social media wanting to know why the Drake concert was being watched, while others like the Billy Joel shows at MSG were not. For Early News, I'm Noam Layden. Long Island police have announced the arrest of eight men they said are responsible for a series of residential and commercial robberies throughout Nassau County. Four of these men are from Columbia. Police say they were arrested Wednesday after they tried unsuccessfully to break into a house in Lake Success. Lake Success police quickly arrested this crew and Nassau County detectives then linked them to six other home burglaries in Manhasset, Herricks, Mineola, Jericho and Plainview. Here's Nassau County District Attorney Ann Donnelly. He allegedly broke into a Jericho home and stole $20,000 in cash, 15000 in jewelry 
and attempted to break into another home in that neighborhood. And these defendants allegedly broke into a home in Herricks and stole 6000 bucks in cash and credit cards, for example, on December 18th. One of these suspects broke into a Jericho home, stole 20000 bucks in cash, $15,000 in jewelry, and attempted to break into another home in that neighborhood as well. Nassau County Police yesterday placed the items they were able to recover on full display, jewelry, watches, sports memorabilia, as well as a gun. Police also announced the arrest of four other men, all from Venezuela, for stealing nearly $13,000 worth of items from the Macy's store in Roosevelt back on January 9th. Well, some honors for Captain Chelsea Sully Sullenberger, the Miracle on the Hudson pilot. Sully, captain of U.S. Airways Flight 1549, remember landed that plane in frigid Hudson River waters back in 2009 after both engines were disabled by a bird strike. All 155 people aboard survived. The former Carolina's Museum of Aviation is now being renamed the Sullenberger Aviation Museum. Never in my wildest dreams did I ever think I would have an aviation museum named after me. And certainly not while I was still alive. So the new Sullenberger Aviation Museum is due to reopen in late 2023 with a groundbreaking ceremony scheduled for September 27th. The plane he piloted, U.S. Airways Flight 1549, was en route from New York City to Charlotte, North Carolina, where the museum is actually located and many of its passengers live in and around Charlotte. And the aircraft is actually in the museum's best-known exhibit. Well, big screen spectacles are poised to dominate nominations to the 95th Academy Awards. Today they'll be announced... Nominations will be announced about 8.30 this morning from the Academy's Samuel Goldwyn Theater in Beverly Hills, California. And the Oscar for Best Picture is presented to... And the Oscar goes 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 to... And the Oscar goes... And the Oscar goes... And the Oscar goes to... Oh, they'll air live the nominations on ABC's Good Morning America and be live streamed on Oscars.org. Top Gun Maverick, Avatar, The Way of the Water, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, Elvis, all expected to rack up somewhere between six and nine nominations. 77 WABC News Time, 529. If you missed the top five at five and other news, be sure to check it out on our website, WABCRadio.com. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC.